0: All
1: right. how's it going folks i'm marcus and i'm rami and on this podcast we try and figure out what this podcast is about and what we're doing with our lives but on this episode we are joined by an amazing guest tara session who has been an incredible prodigy through stripe is currently product lead at watershed and formerly a peter Thiel fellowship uh is an incredible guest and we're very very excited to have her on
0: hope you enjoy the episode I mean, I think people are loving the bands. I think I wasn't expecting people to be enjoying the bands as much as they are. Like I the, told the you. and you and me, the episodes where we don't have guests on, Eze's an outlier. Like I'm, you know, I'm in the data as always. I was just looking at it while I was on the toilet before I came down. But um, the the ones where the ones where it's just you and me are actually trending better in terms of watch time. So when we've mm. guests on, when we've guests on, we have a higher view count. So our we get you know we're more likely to get a click with a guest on, uh, we're more likely to get people to listen for longer into the episode. Our view duration started at eight minutes, and they and over time, uh, they're trending over twenty minutes now per episode. Like you're wow. at like the the mean view time on those. Wow, which we're is pretty in. pretty good. And our click Monetized. through rate, impression impression per uh, click rate, is still over twenty percent, which is unheard of.
1: I mean, most of it's direct though. In fairness, though, no.
0: Um, most of it's direct. That's right. I mean, we've got we've got a eh, we got a crew of people now. We've got some real subscribers. Ooh. There's some real people on there who don't know who
1: we are. Who, who don't know who we are. This is I love. I love. The, there's a word for this. Paras not parasitic. Patter. There's a asymmetric relationship. Yeah. Whoever you are, who are listening to us right now, we love and appreciate you. <laughs> Please reach out. And we don't kind of get it, but it's Send amazing. We have no Can idea why, but we love it.
0: How Carla sending us the email saying that we're nineteenth tech podcast in ireland i at first i kind of scoffed at it and it's put a real spring in my step all week yeah
1: yeah it's we're unbelievable we're gonna lead with it are you kidding that's that's the number one headline that's the position
0: i put it you saw that i pasted it all over twitter i sent yeah. it to
1: our guest tonight to be like just so you yeah. know we're a big yeah. deal yeah that's my opening spiel to tara hey listen how does it feel it just goes on, to show on though, the apple on the apple podcast platform in ireland in the tech vertical cranking we must have some
0: Irish listeners beyond my mates, though, unless they've like, unless it's like mates of theirs. But like the numbers don't add up in terms of it's not just that WhatsApp group and my parents watching it that would account for the numbers we get on Anchor. So
1: I, I imagine it starts with, hang on, there's a cluster of Irish listeners Let's push it to some Irish 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 audience, yeah, right, and then you get a bit more traction that way. Yeah, of of the ways you can segment, that would be the way. That's funny. You'd you'd push discovery, right? Yeah, we're still mostly
0: US, though. We're still mostly US listeners.
1: Let's uh, let's do that to some like. (laughs) Let's find a niche group in I don't know Kazakhstan. Mm -hmm. Let's find just some friends of ours from LBS and just target the subgroup (laughs) and see if we can. Get to number one we w- in a small doubly landmark Macedonia.
0: nation. Macedonia. No, yeah, I think so. I, I want... You would... Do you want to be smart about it and target a something that advertisers would like a group of people advertisers would like to would like to no no
1: no 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 no, no, no mate. You've got to go against the trends. You've got to go to where the money is not now. Where is there no be in money? The future. I think we're yeah. there with Ireland. I think we might be there. <laughs> we might be we might be onto a winner. So I got some very positive I got the only piece, the first piece, yeah not, first piece of positive feedback from unsolicited. Yeah. I, I sent it to you the text the yeah. text this morning. Uh, so a former colleague, who was in my team, says me text out of the blue. Haven't worked with him in the, over a year. Loving the podcast. It's like having a weekly one-on-one. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because we used to have one-on-ones together. Hundred percent. Hundred percent
0: was the hundred percent that was in the hundred <laughs> percent. And I thought to myself,
1: that's it. That's
0: all I'm known for. And that's I'm stuck. Well, hundred percent. I don't think. I think I just brought it to your attention. I don't think people have been saying that behind, behind your back for ages I'm sure, I'm just the one who told you about it and the ice cream on your chin, these are the things that true mates tell each other you know, the oh, things that blindside no, I you talked
1: about the ice cream. Uh, yeah. I I—I uh, don't believe people talk about me behind my back man that's outrageous, either way this piece of feedback has been uh, a spring in my step for Yeah. no it's nice, it's nice to think people
0: yeah. listen to it and stuff and you know cheers man,
1: cheers pal I told you that uh when it got announced at my I'm now going open at work. Yeah. Not like open, but Yeah, you're um, right. Someone in my team goes, Oh, someone heard a podcast. I was like, wait a minute, who told? What's going on? Cause I told uh-huh. one of one of one uh one of my colleagues and I thought she kinda I told her in confidence and I thought she'd oh, no. And then when it was in the meeting and someone else mentioned, I'm like, I can't believe you told. What's that about? You know, half jokingly <laughs> and then he goes Twitter you put it on Twitter. Man. <laughs> like,
0: you know Twitter's not a secret. Yeah, yeah right. It's pretty right, much it's part, shouting yeah, it into an empty room.
1: Yeah. Didn't quite hide from that. Yeah. Anyway, so now now I'm like, yeah, it's a hobby. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Other people are baking, yeah, yeah we're doing this. Yeah. It
0: right. is. This is the only other thing we do. Like <laughs> I mean, it is. And it's it's crazy how excited I am. So tonight we're recording on a Thursday night. We usually record on a Wednesday, so our guests could make it tonight. I was so bummed yesterday when Wednesday evening, just it being, just work finishing and going inside. I just kind of like, ah. you know, it's just like, oh, it's nothing to look forward
1: to this Wednesday. <laughs> did did yeah. you just grab a mic without a cable and just start talking into it just <laughs> wistfully? Just, <laughs> it's not, it's not the
0: rigmarole of sitting here with the mic. It's mostly just the, the outlet, just chatting yeah. to someone for a long, knowing you're going to talk to someone for two hours. It's just like, that's
1: brilliant. You know? Yeah. 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 And it doesn't involve OKRs or hiring yeah. or like project plans. Or
0: judgment or you don't have to be right about everything. Like it's not like, mm, I
1: like well, I think you there's
0: do. There's enough judgment Remy here. Yeah, I, think there's, yeah. I think there's, yeah. has to be right about everything. Good, good, I'm okay with being judgment. wrong about
1: stuff. There's <laughs> a good amount of judgment here. Yeah.
0: I like the jacket, uh, lad. Is this a new thing? What's going on here now? Which, which? The jacket.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is my um, two sizes, too small bomber jacket from yeah. six years ago. Nice. Yeah. Wait, is that yeah I thought new? I'd bring it back
0: yeah it is you're bringing it back yeah, yeah. for it's sure like
1: Karamo has his beautiful like floral prints uh-huh. i've got two sizes undersized uh-huh love yeah, it it's all,
0: thing i love it all my clothes are getting undersized i buy them sized and then they
1: shrink yeah all the washing machine mate. the washing machines a big terrible problem. thing big problem yeah ruins clothes yeah
0: luckily Dead i boxes. wear seven dollar v-necks so it's easy to change them up <laughs> so we're yeah should be okay do you know do you know about these? Did I ever send you the photos of these? I've got Is it an Everlane? I've got twelve charcoal t- twelve charcoal and twelve white t shirts. Those are the t shirts I own. You just are, two colours. No, it's not that. It's you know it's not that. It's it's I found a t shirt that's comfortable and that I can wear all the time and I just wear it. It's not yeah. it's
1: not yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not, it's not you, some sort of cyborg who, who's trying to hyper-optimize the last yeah, day second of your day. Yeah, it's not
0: because it's decision uh, fatigue, you know? Like, yeah. I don't no, want to make no. the decision what T-shirt I'm going to wear. It's not that. It's like, but, it's, I don't look ridiculously fat in this T-shirt, so I'm going to just fight 12. But you're,
1: <laughs> but you're middle-aged, and you're now wearing your brown bell-bottom <laughs> pants from the 70s in the 90s. That's how this works. Same with music and clothes. No, it's not. And probably a haircut. You'll no, lock it
0: in. No, no, no i'm i'm an early mm. adopter still i'm still with the kids
1: ah okay yeah. how's your high-waisted uh bell bottom jeans going? i
0: like it because they're like egg cup pants you can tuck your whole upper body into them which is good it makes you feel skinny because <laughs> you actually end up pulling it up to like above your fat <laughs> you just end up like you wear your belt under your <laughs> under your nipples I, and it, yeah. I go
1: above belly button Cara yeah. hates it Cara, yeah. i always wear my pants very high because i have a you know, interesting pair situation. You have Cara, an interesting pair to... situation. <laughs> yeah, don't it's think just, it's, it that. doesn't, you know, I can't do low ride. let me tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of um, judgment and getting things wrong, I quite enjoyed how untimely our Jerrigan assessment was last week. Oh, within, yeah. Within, <laughs>
0: it's Come on. Gone. And then, yeah. Yeah, I, we have to stop talking about topical stuff. We have to try and figure out monthly stuff, not weekly stuff. Yeah. yeah there was yeah, no yeah. way of knowing the Joe Rogan thing to be fair was would had had several rounds in it. But even with the even with the stripe mob uh Y combinator conversation we had You know, our podcast came out out of date, so...
1: Yeah, he was fired before we had Jets. Yeah, he no
0: longer worked at that company, and we're talking about the first set of (laughs) tweets he sent. Same with Joe Rogan, deletes 90 episodes, because it turns out he's been incredibly racist since 2010. Uh, None of that in our episode, you know? Risk assessment. Risk assessment. Here's Tara. Hello. Hey, Tara.
2: Wow, you guys have such pro... Zoom this, is
0: the, this is the first week. I'm so glad you noticed. <laughs> you obviously you not, haven't watched any of our previous episodes.
1: This you, is just for you. <laughs> did you not know that you're joining a pro podcast? We are number 19 yeah, in the technology Ireland. in Ireland. Vertical, yeah. in Ireland yeah. that's, Apple. that's
2: true. Yeah, that's true.
1: Our target
0: demographic.
1: Everyone, I'm so, so excited and so privileged that a very good friend of mine, Tara Session, has joined us today on this podcast. Uh, she's graciously been up her time. Tara is an incredible, incredible person, product manager and evangelist across a whole bunch of stuff, be it a 20 under 24, Teal Fellowship, Stripe absolute, uh, well, what's a prodigy, Stripe prodigy, I'm going to say. I'll give you as much about that as you'd like to know. Uh, carbon evangelist, now working as head of product at uh, an incredible carb, uh, software carbon company. I can't wait to have a chat about just about everything on Tara's uh, plate and there is nothing that she does not touch Tara, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me. Um, that The intro was uh, full of lies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how we
0: like to start most shows, by the way. We spend yeah, the rest yeah, of the that... episode trying to clear up any where there might be any truth in any of that. That's probably that's kind of our yeah. That's how we do this. We like but to yeah. Fact the...
2: check. Oh, well, we'll start with the prodgy, uh, Definitely a lie, and we'll we'll take it from there. And I can you know go through each each word.
1: There is so much I want to talk to you about, from your product <laughs> evangelism, fintech to carbon to your parents. Uh, I, I there's there's one there's one particular, and this is actually how I started to follow you on Twitter. I thought you just tweeted about your parents, but this is your current summary on Twitter. I love this tweet. I think it captures essentially what we're going to chat about today. Yeah, it's a, it's your pin tweet. These days, I find myself thinking about. Technology tools to cut carbon, global financial infrastructure, yes, plus crypto. CA housing crisis, California housing crisis. Getting more wind instruments sampled in hip hop, and five the creeping dread that I may indeed be turning into my parents. I feel like that spectrum is just brilliant. It captures everything from professional to <laughs> literally you posting about what your da- when your dad texted what to ask, you know Sundar because he assumed you're still at Google. <laughs> And everyone in here is hanging out together. Yeah. That was my favorite tweet of your, by the way, and you screenshot the text with your parents. <laughs> this is brilliant. There's so much to chat about.
2: But, yeah, my parents don't know I'm, you know, screenshotting our family group chat. Um, so I can't wait for them to find out somehow.
1: When they're on
0: Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is be that right?
1: Day. They don't know that you're sharing the. Hey, my dad thinks that. No.
2: No, they, they don't. My Both my parents do have a Twitter account, and my sister, like, def, one of my sisters really is quite active on Twitter, and so I assume that if I do anything that she could use as leverage against me, yeah. um, you know, she will. And so, really, I've been, like... The sword has been hanging over my head, just waiting for me to, you know, irritate my sister sufficiently <laughs> such that she uses my tweets as a weapon uh, against me to get me in trouble with my parents.
1: Nice. This is leverage. Hardcore leverage yeah. is what she has yeah, on you right now. Sure. I sure. love that. I just love the personality where you're seeing who you are, you're seeing your family life and you're seeing your professional interests and then you get into your personal flute and hip hop beats. You've got an entire playlist <laughs> that shows the best. Oh, of yeah. Do you? Re- do you
0: really have a host? playlist? Oh, I didn't see what that. that sorry? I didn't see the play. You actually have a playlist, a flute playlist of hip hop play, or or is it your your wish list where there should be more flute?
2: No, it is um, every rap song I can possibly think of, like spanning, you know, many eras in rap also includes like international rap, like I have some Korean rap in there and all kinds of uh, sort of. Rap included uh, that samples a flute in some way, huh. and so I can't claim that all the songs in there are good. In fact, I will like clearly tell you that some of them are truly not good. <laughs> um, but it, it's comprehensive. I'm really going for breath. Do you do you? <laughs> that what do
0: you think Ron Burgundy did for flute? Yeah, you, you a fan of? Are you a fan of, of jazz flute? Uh, how it's depicted in Anchorman? Do you know what I'm talking about?
2: Um. I do know what you're talking about. It's been a while since I've seen Anchorman. But I will be honest and say I played flute in a jazz band. Nice. Um, so I I knew jazz flute and had a prior of jazz flute before, before seeing band. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Love it. Do you also, so your list? Is it something we can link? Is this something that's yeah. public that we can link in the description <laughs> yes, yes. for people sure, who want it? Sure. Amazing, amazing.
1: We're about to send that list into a stratospheric yeah. listenership. Get ready for now. Ireland. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be able to monetize that list before tomorrow. You'll see. <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm so
1: excited. Also, just as an aside, you mentioned like Korean hip hop and jazz and the whole thing. I don't know if I told you, Max, one of the reasons Tara could make it last week because she started taking Korean lessons on Wednesday night. Oh, just to of like course. add to the list of multi-you know, polygot style virtue. Korean on a Wednesday. Tell me about how we got to Korean on a Wednesday night.
2: Oh man, I really, really love uh, learning Korean. So um I think I became interested in Korean because I really like, uh, you know, the like linguistic relativity question of some people perceive color differently in different languages because their like frame of reference for it is different. And I think there's a like a theory of linguistic relativity called Sapir-Whorf that is like semi. There's like varying degrees of whether it's actually like a, a true thing, but it's a useful like thought construct instead which is that um, language actually changes your your like mental processes and, and thought, um, like the tools by which you have, like, or the tools that you use to express your thought change the way you think itself. Um, and so I have always just been really excited by things like untranslatable words or kind of like different ways of, of thinking in other languages. And I had been, it felt like there was just a million great Korean films that explored all these very complex concepts that came out in the past couple of years. And I had watched like Minari and Parasite and Burning and all these awesome movies and felt like Korean was a language where, I just could not even follow where they were in a sentence. Like, I feel like if you watch movies in French, even if you don't really speak French or watch movies in Spanish or watch movies in, you know, my my famous Indian. So like Hindi or Tamil or something, I like know where they are in the sentence if I don't, you know, speak the language fully. Um, And Korean was a language where I would watch the film and I was like, I have no idea Where they even are in the sentence the subtitles are completely disconnected from like their actions and facial expressions um and i just became really interested in it and then i realized that korean uh is actually pretty similar in grammatical structure to indian languages and i was like okay there's hope here and then what sealed the deal for me is uh i don't have to memorize a lot of characters <laughs> and so my grandmother speaks Japanese. And I was like, oh maybe I should learn Japanese. And I could speak to my grandmother, then realized uh, there's a lot of characters that have to memorize. And I was like, all right, no Japanese. <laughs> Learning Korean. Uh let, let's go. Let's see if this happen
1: By process of elimination, I'll take the second most hardest Asian. Uh okay, there is so much time but how many languages do you speak?
2: Um, languages I speak well are probably English and tamil um, uh, which is the you know southern Indian language my family speaks. Languages where I've like taken some, like, a class for at least a year are probably, like, Hindi, Arabic, I took in college, uh, Spanish, which I feel like every American takes Spanish in school and learns nothing. <laughs> so I, you know, did the same thing. And so that's that's my, like, you know, corpus of language. Do you do do, you do
0: the Duolingo thing? Are you an app person as well, or does that have to be, like, do you have to go to a class for it to be real?
2: Um, I'm, like all the above. So I'll like do some Duolingo. I'll do some, I'll like do class. I, you know, make flashcards. I'll like watch TV shows and write down every word I don't know and put it into a flashcard. I'm very diligent.
0: Okay. That's that's (laughs)
1: next level. Some of us just Google it twice for Google Translate and then that's it. That's done. You're like, I'm going to move and immerse myself as a foreign diplomat. Are you a Notion user?
0: I feel like you you must be a Notion user then. Are you?
2: Oh, I love Notion. Yeah. So you I'm got Notion fan.
0: language pages and things like that. If you is that is that how you attack it?
2: Um, you know, I probably should make Notion language pages, but I I basically made a list at the beginning of the year of like these are all the things, these are the daily habits I want to do for language learning, and then these are the like broader investments and milestones I want to make. Um, I basically made a product roadmap for my (laughs) (laughs) language learning. Um, and then, so for my daily habits, I set up like this whole system of how, you know, I need to spend at least 10 minutes a day on like Duolingo then need to go through at least 150 flashcards. Like, anyway, I do all these like insane things, write a journal entry in Korean every night. Um, and then set milestones of like all right by this time we'll finish this class I'm like this time we'll take this exam and, and see if I progress
0: and where does Ireland where does Irish fall on the list after Korean <laughs> I mean I just want to just get it because it is on Duolingo my wife is actually Kelly speaks better Irish than I do now because she's been doing Duolingo she's my wife is a very similar uh approach to languages as you Tara she's she's a you know she speaks a few languages and she's learning she's currently learning like three or four at the same time so that's um, amazing but, yeah Um, yeah so where's Ireland on the list I just want to make sure that it's like soon because I feel like you said like four or five languages we didn't get there yet so
1: yeah
2: yeah you know um given you know I think Irish is a wonderful language
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) thoughts and prayers
2: yeah really really interesting um don't know anything about like all the the Celtic kind of family of languages at all um seems like somewhere that i you know need to spend some more time yeah, like, I, learning learning meanwhile, yeah me,
1: meanwhile marcus we're just going to drop this podcast in korea and make sure that we pump, <laughs> drop ads in korea and see if we can trend those charts we were just talking about what next geo we're we'll on okay we're it's all
0: lined up done pivot your journaling is that something you've done for a long time
2: um yeah i read this uh like a nora Ephron memoir not to say i presume to you know be nora efron in any sense of the word but i like read a nora efron memoir and she talked about how she has a like uh note in her journal that's just like use this and she puts anything that she finds like quirky or unusual or interesting or just like something she encounters in life that's worth remembering um under use this and so my journaling is not a Sophisticated practice by any means. I have like the equivalent of use this, um, where I just write down anything that I kind of want to remember or find interesting or uh, just like stuck out to me as a kind of unusual story that. In- Captured
0: that day it's good it's it's one of those things so my sister got me into journaling I've, I've been doing it just for a short time Rami makes you know maybe made fun about me a little bit it's adorable mate things.
1: it's adorable you do what you need to do uh,
0: <laughs> I get up in the morning and I do it so what I was doing originally was just kind of writing all my thoughts it was kind of like a mindfulness thing and that didn't stick but mm. one of the things that did stick was um where I just think about, like, what's the one win for the day? Like, if I was only going to get one thing out of this day, what would it be? So I do that and I do my, what am I grateful for from the previous day? And what I found that it does is, uh, as all of our lives are flying by and I got a couple of small kids and just things seem to be happening so fast, it helps me remember more of the days, mm. um, which is interesting. Just just by documenting the one good thing that happened or the bad thing, you know, like is in, one of them was my daughter fell and had a, a big fall and I was kind of grateful that she was okay after it. But mm-hmm. uh, it that's one of the things I think um, I wasn't expecting to get so much value out of journaling. I think that it was something I'd maybe dismissed a bit. And
2: mm-hmm. I don't know,
0: I'd recommend anyone to
1: try it, Rami. So, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I do journal, mate. I upload photos of my kids in that Tiny Beans app not, every day it's like a religion. Same, though. It's, exactly, it's exactly the same. It's like people who say sitting in the bathroom for 20 minutes isn't like meditation. It's the same principle. Uh, <laughs> time out. You're just focusing in your own thoughts. You're doing your that. I meditate every day, 20 minutes, just yeah. in a special room.
0: Yeah, and it helps you remember every day. That that's and I know like you do
1: because you text me during my meditations while you're meditating, and that's just disturbing for everyone. Yeah. Okay. okay. Hey Tara. You, anyone who drops names makes me go, "Oh my goodness!" They have a sense of history and people and biography. Do you have any, with a history present or past, that people that you. are Think are idols or you looked up to or role models? Maybe idols is too strong.
2: Hmm. Um, I do, but I don't want to get cancelled. So I'll say this with the like.
1: <laughs> no, or no, it's it, done. It, Don't worry, it's Joe Rogan. Oh no, it's it's done. We're gonna send um, one of these headsets.
2: I'll say I'll say this with the caveat that like obviously I don't approve of everything anyone does, and I'll like you know say that I really admire somebody and like really specifically mean this dimension. And I'm sure it's like something will come out about them having, you know, done something awful, but, uh, yeah, I'll speak very specifically to the part that I admire. Um, I wait, really wait, wait. like
1: Marcus. Can you guess who this is? Peter Thiel. No, I'm trying oh, to think of someone controversial who. Who uh I'm assuming Mussolini. I'm going no, hard. I think wait, it's like it's I the think H I, or it's Mussolini. It's going to be someone
0: in tech, though. Wait, let us guess think? just a little
1: bit more. No, it's in the arts. It's in the arts. uh In the arts. Okay. I reckon, I reckon it's it's Tupac.
2: I do love Tupac, but <gasps> not enough. I don't flute. think this is hardly
0: any flute okay, in Tupac. Okay. Yeah. okay.
1: Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to get a sense of where where your head was at, Marcus, when you're hearing the level of controversy for Cancel. I held my breath, that's all, if that helps, Me too. I'm like, we're about to get (laughs) cancelled, and we can still cut it out. Yeah. Tara? Um,
2: I really love... Do you know the director, Alejandro Jodorowsky?
1: No.
0: (laughs) It could be the biggest... (laughs) Uh, Rami Rami definitely won't have heard of it, but... yeah. (laughs) But please tell us.
2: So Jodorowsky was this crazy is probably the right word for him just like chilean uh director uh, chilean polish i guess via ancestry director who um has made all these movies like holy mountain and all this kind of stuff that are truly wild um but he really wanted to make dune the you know frank oh, herbert movie yeah. and so uh people call Yodorowsky's attempt to make Dune the most famous movie never made because it never actually happened. Um, because Yodorowsky's version of Dune was like too controversial, too big, um, too much, um, in the time that he wanted to make it. And so he had recruited all these people to work on Dune and he had believed in it so much. he like, got, you know, Salvador Dali to do the set design and got like Orson Welles in the movie and like just all of these people. And so what he talked about in making Dune is that he wanted uh, people to be spiritual warriors uh, ready wow. to make Dune with him. Wow. Doing what he thought was like vital work. And so they constructed yodorovsky's Dune and all of the illustrations that went into it that eventually like they wanted to make the movie or their ideas like Salvador Dali at one point like tried to bring a, like a giraffe into it anyway there's like it's truly mind boggling became this giant book um, where scene by scene they drew out every single piece of Yodorovsky's dune and ultimately they failed to make the movie because they just could not get funding for it but if you watch uh sci-fi movies that have been made since almost all of them take some inspiration from dune which is the way that like spaceships were made or everyone is so heavily inspired by dune like the matrix all these other movies and so um there's like four copies of that book floating around, but like clearly it's just super influence everyone. And the thing that I really love about it is uh, the like crazy spiritual warrior journey and um, idea of like vital work. And so there's this documentary called Godorowsky's Dune that's made about the inability to make the movie. And that it never got made. Recommend. Did it. it never was got that? made.
1: It never got made. It's just storyboards. Yeah. yeah. No, even the documentary just fell flat on the cutting <laughs> room floor.
2: Um, the, the documentary is less popular than I think it should be. So in, in that sense, you know, it hasn't made it, but, um, yeah, it's awesome. I like really love the idea of like working with like spiritual warriors at the risk of sounding like too woo woo, like spiritual warriors creating like vital work. And Yudorowski and this particular brand of crazy is the best Uh, a part of this because people in the documentary talk about how they looked into Jodorowsky's eyes when he was pitching them on do and they like felt mesmerized and like had to be in this movie or like one actor really wanted to be in it. But Jodorowsky says, you don't seem dedicated enough. And it's like some famous actor and he saw a bottle of vitamins on Jodorowsky's desk and like chugged the bottle of vitamins to prove that he like was really cared. He was a cult
1: leader. Wow.
2: Kind of. It's like, it's kind of bananas. Um, but, it's like
1: a Jobsian force field, whatever it is, the yeah, distortion, yeah. reality distortion. situation. Only Jobs launched some stuff, whereas this was scope creep and never quite got launched. Is the story? But it,
2: but it's like art.
1: Yeah. And,
2: That's it's, how, it's how,
1: how much of
0: that do you think relates to product or to or to people who are? I, <laughs> what, I feel a like, what a segue!
1: What a segue! is what what
0: I was we're thinking about as you are, said this was: I used to, you know, when when I when me and Rami were at business school, you know, I interned at. An online company, a a large online company. (laughs) Should I just say the names? I don't know. We'll see. We can be. I I interned at LinkedIn. I thought I really wanted to be a PM at LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn's a fantastic company, fantastic people. Some of the brightest minds really enjoyed it there. But as a product person, um, I struggled to feel the sense of what was your not psychic warrior, but what's your what's your term? Spiritual Warrior. Spiritual (laughs) warrior and also like deep work. I feel like in product you have to feel like what you're doing is the most important thing, maybe more than other roles. And um, the reason I ended up taking the job that I currently have at the company I'm at is because I did feel like that it aligned, there was this real sense of alignment with, I can actually get behind this thing. This I really do feel like the company I work for is changing the world for the better. And there's something about that. And, I, and I'm wondering, is that just Marcus is a bit weird or or is that kind of a, a people who are really you know, it's part. It's part of the product gig is that it's you have mi- to really believe
1: it. You know, missionary or mercenary, right? That yeah, we were just talking about that, Tara.
2: Oh yeah, um, she's yeah, gonna say no no. Guess,
0: no, really. yeah. no, 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 not really.
2: No, no, no. One thing I've been thinking about is um, is product management a skill, or is it a like kind of uh, umbrella for attracting smart people into a company, and is like more of a like target. As opposed to a like practice, um, like how much is product management like a skill set truly versus uh, it being a place where you're like, yeah, let's get this like a bunch of smart people into a role and give them enough like sort of autonomy to figure something out. Um, and to, to your the reason I, I mentioned that. Marcus, to your, to your point, is I think some folks are very enamored by the craft of product management and actually don't need that same like deep connection to the specific mission of the company because they they care a little bit more about like the craft right. of it. And so the relative weighting of the mission actually is second to the, you know, yeah. I, I enjoy like this craft and this type of work. Um, so I, I actually don't think every product person necessarily is like deeply passionate about the domain in which they work. Oftentimes it's a, oh, I really enjoy like being a product manager right. and doing this type of thing and actually right. can actually swap in a lot of different industries or whatever have you mm-hmm. um into that into it. And I would enjoy it just as much because I enjoy craft. Yeah. Like this is the type of PM who's like very passionate also about talking about like why, you know, all showers are like different and how you would fix showers like that type <laughs> of that type of person. Well,
1: that type of PM
0: yeah i think (laughs) that i I feel like the analogy for me is like the photographers who really love cameras and are good at taking photos or the people who love taking photos and the cameras kind of they don't really even notice what camera they have but ultimately Mm. the the output is a great photo and it doesn't really matter which side you're coming from but i but i get that that i I hadn't really thought about it like that
1: where do you fall on that spectrum car
2: i don't know um I'm, i'm trying to figure that out like that's a that's an open question for me i think um there are certainly parts of like the craft that I really enjoy or like the day-to-day parts that I really enjoy, um, like to the photographer analogy, like I'll, there's like parts of the camera that I really care about and like, feel like there's a lot of, I enjoy that like attention to detail and kind of fat like fastening on to that stuff. Um, but I've also been like very deliberate about the domains I've picked and, uh, find myself like always only, only really able to do my best work if I can somehow be like, attracted to a problem in a specific way and want to immerse myself in it and want to, you know, run at hundred miles an hour to like slurp up all the information I need to try to be successful. And so I don't know. Um, I think maybe some folks are good enough at the craft that they don't need to be that in the details or that in the like domain to have good insights because they're good enough at like pattern matching or sometimes some of the like skills needed in the specific domain are like generic enough that if you're good enough at the craft, you can make something work. Like I'm good enough at the craft of running experiments that like, it doesn't matter that this is a social media company doing Mm -hmm. X or a, you know, wedding events company doing Y, like I can figure out the right thing to build here regardless. Um, Yeah. I'm just uh, I've just never been in that type of role to, to truly know.
0: Do you, do you know what your triggers are though? Do you know what your things are in terms of, oh, this is something I'm going to get intensely focused and excited about? Like there's that, you know, we're probably going to, we're going to, we need to get into, you know, you've moved from Stripe and you're doing something really interesting now. What, when, what are those things that you're like, um, I have them myself that I'm like, this is something that I'm going to be super immersed in. Do you, do you know what they are for you?
2: Um, I can't always predict everything I'll find interesting. Like I'll be honest. And when I joined Stripe, I was like, look, payments, I don't think it's that exciting, (laughs) (laughs) but then I got super nerd sniped into payments and like really care about payments now. Um, so I can't always predict. I will be like very, (laughs) very honest about that. Um, but certainly like, I've always been interested in kind of like big infrastructure shaped problems, like things that I feel like really matter, um, things that I feel like where you can come up with like a rational thought process for why a product here might succeed. Like I tend to do very badly on the, what will be cool with teens type stuff. Like I wasn't cool as a teen and I might, my, <laughs> my ability to predict what will be cool for other <laughs> teens while I'm not a teen can only be worse than yeah. it was when I was a teen. So, yeah. you know, I'm horrible at that. And so I think they tend to be problems where there is like very rational, like means of action tend to be problems where I think, like the results really matters like fundamentally to the user. Um, those are like types of the types of like product areas, at least that I'm, that I'm attracted to. And then general interests, like who knows? I didn't know I'd be obsessed with learning Korean, but here I am.
1: <laughs> You're going to a Korean language learning startup in no time or a Korean <laughs> filmmaking with language learning embedded as part of the document. Oh yeah.
2: yeah Can yeah. I just
1: go back one step? You, you we're going into Stripe. You, you weren't necessarily interested in payments. Payments was just a secondary part of it.
2: Yeah. I wasn't necessarily interested in payments. Um, I had found Stripe because I'd been working on a healthcare startup prior to Stripe. We use Stripe and we use Stripe subscriptions API in particular. Um, and I was like, man, this thing has got a lot of like issues. It's great, but like there's some problems here too. And so, um, I think I had like some opinions on it coming in. Um, but Maybe more importantly, I had like just seen how the way everyone talked about Stripe on Hacker News, and I had, you know, been reading Hacker News every day, and so I was like, oh, well, you know, payments, blah, blah, but like everyone on Hacker News really likes this company, and so let me let me go give it a go.
1: That's amazing. All right, so to be clear, just for, for context for others, so you were a customer of Stripes using a particular product, and you came in, and you led that product in a complete turnaround. You led the billing, subscriptions, the whole suite of products for stripe that is what it is today which is incredible it's a total kind of rocket ship of a product line and then went on by the way to found numerous other product lines from treasury and others that we can talk through but you went in as initially a customer which is that's brand new to me that's amazing
2: it was it was really fun and i think that they just to be clear like this like my startup ambitions, like every startup I found, it like totally failed. Um, but, I, but I really like zero to one things and thinking about new problems. And coming into Stripe, one of the um, things I had reflected on from my past startup experience was that I was like too afraid to get in the face of users and figure out whether they really wanted my thing or not. Um, and it was, I was a healthcare company. It was like specifically in consumer healthcare, a tool for patients with like very but- onerous from a just toil and interface system, like management issue. And so people have to deal with a lot of logistics to you know take care of their condition. And so I just didn't get in their face enough about whether they wanted my product or not. And I like let myself believe what users wanted. And so coming into Stripe, my goal was do as much zero to one stuff as possible in the context of a larger company as i can like force myself to like really be confronted and start to get a nose for does the market want this or not do users want this or not and like that was my only that was my only hope
1: oh, i just love that. Boy, that was cons- that an amazing run
0: is that consi- i mean uh more context you were like the fifth p.m at stripe or something like that right i mean there's Stripe being yeah, an, an I Irish company, something, I something like that. I, I, <laughs> I found that somewhere on the internet. Yeah, a- incredible. Um, is, that, is that still consistent? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you think this is just this part of your career, like going back to your triggers? Um, do you think that you are forever in the zero to one bucket? Uh, or do you see that you, you know, are you always looking for product market fit? And once you've found it somewhere, you're going to go and try and find that somewhere else? Or you think that you're going to be in the growth curve at some stage?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I certainly really like finding product market fit. Like I enjoy, um, I enjoy this, like the pace of getting an initiative started because you get to set the pace of the train rather than catch the train, um, in making something happen. You also get to, um, you also get to like ask a lot of hard questions and like do a lot of like big strategy work, which I find fun. Um, match for like the very tactical like okay let's build it let's try it in many ways i feel like the zero to one stuff i think this is a Stuart butterfield quote that i'm totally paraphrasing badly um but it's almost like coming up with a recipe and like you're making it but you're also like tasting it the entire time instead of onions you only have like you know shallots or whatever and so you're improving. you're you kind of have a recipe that you put together but you're also like figuring things out as you go along. And I, I just love doing that and, and saying, oh, my original assumptions were wrong. Like this needs, you know, white wine vinegar. And so let me like, let me add this quickly because, you know, this doesn't taste that good yeah. anymore. And so I, I find that really fun. I've never really experienced the like super scaled optimization, which is equally very complex and challenging in its own way. Um, and my hope in, you know, spending time at Stripe in the last couple of years, was a chance to experience a little bit more of that, like a product where making these like really small strategic tweaks leads to a you know two percent conversion bump that really matters because of the scale of the product. Um, and I did that for a little bit, and then really wanted to try something <laughs> zero to one again.
1: That's amazing. That answers your question. Let's as yeah. we talk about that transition. Let's talk to climate. Let's do it. What are All you right. up to now, Tara?
2: Yeah, so I work at a company called Watershed. Uh, Watershed builds tools for businesses to cut carbon. So software tools that enable a business like Stripe or a business like Shopify or a business like Everlane to uh, understand their carbon footprint, uh, to make the right commitments. For, for the future, like being net zero, uh, reporting on that to you know various like acronym soup, a lot of like different agencies, et cetera, but also to their investors, to their employees, to other key stakeholders, um, and then genuinely plan for reduction. So what would it look like to make a five, 10 year plan for emitting 30% less, uh, being net zero by this date? Um, and so it's been really interesting in that it's a it's very different in many ways from what i had been working on which is very fintech banking as a service type stuff immediately prior to to coming to watershed Um, but also in many ways like quite similar the user is the same user in in a lot of ways just a different side of their company Um, the type of thing we're building is still software. And one of the reasons I picked Watershed was that I was uh, interested in climate. I had found very few opportunities for like software to generally be transformative for this problem. And Watershed is one of the few areas where I think software truly is genuinely transformative for climate. Um, And I picked it also because uh, it's got some really awesome (laughs) people at the company. Uh, Christian Anderson, who's the CEO of Watershed, was a, a really really amazing um, like Stripe engineering leader and longtime Stripe. And so I was just excited to work with him again.
1: Just imagine that I'm a Luddite, hypothetically speaking. The last time I looked into climate change was when Al Gore stood up and pointed at the chart standing on the ladder, just in theory. Can you just help me catch up? Where are we at? How bad is the problem and where is there hope?
2: Yeah, there's um, many folks much more, sort of eloquent than me have kind of framed up this problem and, and described it. And I think the the framing that was most useful to me as I was getting started with this is actually Nan Ransahoff, um, who runs Stripe Climate. She did this really nice, like, frame up of what is the problem here? Like, what do we need to make happen? And what are levers to, like, make these things happen? Um, she has, like, a site for this, I will like find it and and send you all the links. I think the, it's a great, the link yeah, below, it's a great the, read. Yeah. The ultimate goal here from a climate problem perspective is actually limiting our temperature increase to 1.5 degrees Celsius. And doing so is about 80% a game of reduction. So how do we reduce the amount of carbon that we emit and 20% a game of um, removal. So how do we get rid of a bunch of carbon that we already have. And so The removal market is really interesting. The removal problem is very interesting. There's a lot of like very nascent companies in this space. There's a lot of like, you know, science and research that needs to be done to continue to explore different methodologies for this or improve on existing ones. And um, a lot of the work that Stripe and others have done in carbon removal is kind of about pulling demand forward here. So how do you give those companies the, um, demand commitment in many ways, such that they can fund these very capital intensive projects and actually sort of rise to need demand. And so a lot of the challenge is that we need to be able to accelerate carbon removal, like <laughs> very, very meaningfully to even get close to that, that, that 20% goal. And, um, there's a lot of work we need to do to just enable not only these companies to survive, but also there's a ton of like basic science that needs to be funded here. Um, on the reductions side, there that, that's a lot more challenging because in many ways it'll involve behavior change. Um, so one element of reductions is like using clean energy, and rather than sort of like the dirty alternative, uh, a huge piece of this is. Um, Electrification. So, how do we electrify things that aren't electrified right now that might use like your stoves, natural gas? How do we get the sort of electric option, and then how do you power that electric option with clean energy? Um, and so, that is kind of the name of the game on that big like reductions pie. What are the highest leverage areas to go dive in and actually reduce? And then, what kind of change does that mean for companies, for you know governments, for uh, individuals that they need to take? And so as an individual, there's like a set of actions you can certainly do um, that are really important, but uh, largely the like entities that need to take action are like a little bit bigger. So at the government level, um, at the company level, and so Watershed's focus is really at that company level, how can we enable companies uh, to develop these climate programs and, and take action accordingly.
0: Rami you've got a you've got a quick fire list do you somewhere yeah
1: Tara we've kept you we're almost there for an hour we are so grateful for (laughs) on a Tuesday Thursday night at 9 p.m. amongst all of your habits and all your schedules and all the language learnings that you've snuck us in so we don't want to keep you too much longer but we do have one quick fire round if you're up for it and to be honest we've already touched most of these and we have the answers but for what it's worth shall we go through it let's do it first thing that comes to mind don't think about it don't labor there's no right or wrong just vibing you know Okay. Okay. Here we go. Perfect. Gulab jamun or Rasmalai.
2: Oh, gulab jamun.
1: Yeah, sure. I, thought, I thought you'd be one. Well. Uh, Biggie or Tupac? Uh, Tupac. You've already answered this. Yeah. Okay. Solar or wind?
2: Oh, um, we'll need both. Uh, <laughs> to be clear, like I, I'm, I don't discriminate in that context. But if you had
1: like a favorite, like a favorite of the kind of on the cost efficiency <laughs> curve, where are we at? Uh,
2: so certainly there's like a there's a cost efficiency argument. Um. Actually, both are like projected to get there. The, in John Doerr's new book, he like covers all these things, lots of stats about how like solar and, and wind are finally getting more cost efficient. Um, but I'll say wind because I think it's really cool that Hawaii is doing all of this work to like power Hawaii via clean energy and like seeing all those uh, wind turbines as these like physical signs of it is, is pretty awesome.
1: Okay, sold, sold. Uh, double bass or saxophone?
2: Oh, saxophone.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, Cody Rigsby or Alex Toussaint? <laughs>
2: uh Alex Toussaint be- because he has like a very DMX heavy ride. Um I don't know if you like DMX. Yeah, I, you like, a you know, DMX. I love fan. DMX. I'm a didn't DMX? Didn't he
0: fan. didn't he pass away last year? He, uh, he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. a yeah. um, DM, huge DMX fan. That was uh, yeah. I mean, that brings me back to to the nineties for sure. Yeah.
1: To, yeah. to be clear, Marcus and I are just king versus these two, just so we're on the same page. Oh yeah jess uh, well already... cody
0: i've done more rides with cody no, no, than jess i'm 50,
1: 50 50 more rides the... okay let's yeah. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> We're losing track. Uh, zero to one or one to 100 i think you've already answered this yeah i
2: think I, I love zero to
1: one yeah okay locked in uh john collison or patrick collison
2: oh um i think they're both great Mystery, mm, but like gum
0: come on, to the head, just, Win, you know. wind or solar, John or Patrick, come on, yeah.
2: Oh,
0: that's all right. Is... So your that's podcast
2: okay. is night nine, number nineteen in Ireland. If I answer, if I choose between John and Patrick, what's If you get happen? this
0: wrong, yeah, you could destroy yeah, our, our going,
2: viewership. Going down. No, that's yeah. right no, no, no. between I, O'Shea or That's
1: smart. That's smart. We love all things Ireland. Uh, mission of Pack Heights.
2: Oh, um the mission
1: yeah okay neither is also a very respectable so uh billing or treasury oh
2: uh billing
1: th- th- these are the Stripe products that are i in. know billing over yeah, yeah. The, the og okay very good board apes or crypto punks neither i think
2: both <laughs>
1: <nonsensical>. <laughs> very valid both nonsensical oh that's a whole that's next week's discussion uh watershed or stripe
2: Whoa, um, it's
1: getting real you
2: don't have yeah to these are hard questions um uh, my my current employer is is yeah. Watershed. Gotta go. Gotta yeah,
1: the go person who's employer. paying who's yeah. paying the bill. Yeah, I think that yeah, works yeah. out well. Uh, work from home life or office life?
2: Ooh, tricky one. Um, there's nothing more than I love that I love when like everybody's in the office and you're like really jamming. Um, yeah. So I gotta say, office.
1: Yeah. yeah, I was I was gonna go there, uh, Peter or Elon?
2: Ooh. Either I'll get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: perfectly acceptable. These are all tracks, by the way. Just so we're all on the same page. Yeah, yeah. American Pie or literally any other movie ever made?
2: Literally any other movie.
1: Ever. Yeah, Why would it yeah, be this American Pie? Oh, so flute. Flute. oh, flute. This was okay. a end right. Camp flute. flute. Yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> we're fine. Uh, final <laughs> and traditional one uh, Marcus or Rami?
2: It's like a John and Patrick type question. Yeah,
1: It'd be because yeah. we we're both popular in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Banna no, is a traditional Irish name. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I figured.
1: That is very diplomatic and amazing. Tara, thank you yeah. so, so much for your time. Nothing else. Amazing to see you and chat with you again. And as more than expected, just a wealth of information across the board. You're a true polygot. And genuinely, every discussion could lead to another show and a whole other podcast. So uh, yeah, I, we'd love to have you back on If you're up for it but, 100% you know, let's, let's see how it turns out in post And see then you can decide goes. whether you want to join
2: I want to ask you guys all of the Like interesting questions about About yourselves and your lives I feel like That could I, be the
1: next
0: one for sure That's,
1: that's the next show talking. Bring it on Also <laughs> to be clear You really shouldn't be hosting a show And it should be number one in Ireland And mainstream yeah. countries as well uh, And we're happy to be like producers Or get or just like coffee runners Marcus can do the editing I'll, Rami will do, nothing, do, to clear, I'll do nothing to be
0: clear Just to be fair for yeah. my experience of support. co-hosting with Rami. Rami will support. just about turn up. He'll tell me there's a guest. He'll send me their email. I'll be responsible for all the communication with that guest <laughs> and editing the entire podcast. What happened? That's not what happened.
1: Tara, that's not what happened. No. Telling the truth. No, no, that's no, not. No. That's not what. So you're you know, saying
2: the Marcus versus Rami question? I clearly
1: should. You, <laughs> you should go where the money is. You should go where the labor is. Totally the labor. Yeah.
0: I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Unreal. Real pleasure. Was very, I was very excited about this podcast and it was absolutely worth it. Delighted to have met you, Tara.
2: So nice chatting with you guys. Thanks for having me. Great to
0: see you. Thanks a million. Cheers. Bye. See
2: ya.
1: Wow. Yeah. That flew. That was really quick. She's incredible. Yeah. I mean, literally any topic. Yeah. Here's a book, here's a person, here's a quote. Yeah. Let me tell you the full synopsis down to like as deep as you need to. Come on.
0: Sharp. She's sharp. And she's very sure. much in the zero to one space. You can tell, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, it seems the problem is solved. Next. Next.
1: <laughs> Next. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, yeah. when she was saying uh, she went to payments, I was so, for some reason I had it in my mind that she had a financial background because I'd be in those meetings in stroke. Yeah. And she'd be digging in on financial structures and history and context, like people in hedge funds who are in, formerly in hedge funds, who are now in stroke, were kind of, you know, trying to keep – it was just
0: – Yeah. She was there for percentage. six years as well. That's a long time at that. Like, uh, you know, Stripe has been a darling for two or three, you know. I feel like uh,
1: – She's OG in the upswing, that's for sure. OG for sure. For I, mean, sure. I, w- I was in search for six years. I can't tell you how the search engine – you know, like everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, six years is – yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a uh, It's amazing. What a character. Yeah. I love the mercenary versus visionary stuff. And, like, for the record – She's definitely both in the context of Stripe. Yeah, she she um, by, and Mercer and Deposit. She loved the craft. It was incredible the craft and her PRD still resonate as the templates in the org. Right, documents she's written, things, ideas that we're still pulling up and kind of executing on. Right, are still living this day. Real craft stuff. And she was so deep on the topics. You know, any topic we can go into, as I said, kind of sounds like a financial guru. Right, from a previous life. Right. So she's definitely both. I just. For me, the the and it really makes me kind of shake, shake myself awake and go, what what happened? Why how did I become so um one dimensional? I just loved yeah, how much of a polygot she was. She's yeah. across the arts, oh, she's yeah. across music, she's across topics, she's interested and interesting and it digs into things. Um and I love that kind of, you know, the broader you go, the more diverse your interests, the more um connectivity you can make across things right whether yeah. it's about it's about a director you find and connections to make something and find con- and i think mm. that opening up is yeah you know, it's the advice i used to give to, you know the, my first advice to anyone want to go into tech onto product is yeah do something else go teach broad. salsa, or learn yeah. learn how to do, go do theater sports or you know do the things that teach you these kind of super transferable skills in a very mercenary way but just these things that open up your mind to connections um, did, did you get the impression realized.
0: as well that that she has more hours in her day for some reason? I, I feel like, like she's got a 30 hour question. day
1: the <laughs> question I was gonna ask her was how many how many hours of sleep do you get a night like no, I, I think, I think she gets, was, I
0: think she gets eight hours of sleep I think she gets eight yeah, hours of sleep and then and then has an additional twenty two hours of work <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. how that works mm-hmm. you know like
1: teleportation and time. Yeah. I think just incredibly <clears> smart and efficient Just yeah. great at doing her stuff right
0: yeah yeah no Amazing. really really interesting more of those.